Hey, you're listening to Stevie Loves You. I'm Stevie, and on this podcast, I interview creative entrepreneurs that I love about what motivates them, who inspires them, and how they got here. Kelly, welcome back. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. How was your week? (laughs) Well. (laughs) We both had shitty weeks. We were just talking about our shitty weeks. But you know what? We we came out of it like we always do. And today we're feeling good. And today is the week of Kelly. Yeah. Today is your interview. And we're doing something a little different because a lot of time has passed since. Actually, not a lot of time. but A couple months? Time has passed since our interview yeah. happened. Okay. And a lot of the things that you were planning on doing, you're actually doing now. So I want to get your take on what yes. it's like to be on the other side of that. A lot has changed. So first, we're going to share the first interview we did with Kelly, and then we'll jump back in and we're going to interview Kelly now and post see how... Post-blog launch. Yeah, post-blog launch and see how some things have changed for her and where she's at right now. Let's do it. I'm excited. Kelly Bosberg is a multimedia artist that focuses a lot of her work on sexuality and the body and figures and emotion and that comes with that that's a great description good and intimacy and into oh lots of intimacy intimacy is something super important to me when it comes to my work okay all right i want to ask you so much about your work but before i get too deep into that yeah let's do like a mini recap of how we know each other for anybody that doesn't know yeah so my partner nathan and kelly have been best friends since their freshman year of college. Mm -hmm. And when Nathan came into my life six years ago, Kelly was part of that package. And since then, we've become super besties. I was really nervous to meet CV because I thought he was so cool. I was so nervous to meet you (laughs) because you were the bestie, you know? I have to impress you. If you don't like me, then it's... True. And here we are. are. Six years later. Six years. Yeah. Holy shit. And now Kelly and I are, I mean, we're family. So, okay, let's get back into your art. So how would you describe your style? I kind of gave a little intro to what you do, but what do you, how would you describe your work? I, I've always identified as a mixed media artist because the way my brain works is kind of all over the place. I kind of have that scattered brain where I have a million different ideas. But instead of trying to force myself to use one medium, I just know myself and mixing mediums excites me so much. Yeah, And I've kind of played around with it all. It gives it a lot of depth. And that's oh, that's another huge thing. I always try to capture some depth in my work. And mixed media allows for that to happen. When you're kind of layering things and combining like certain mediums together can really give you like a great effect. So... You've been an artist for a long time, but as a person that identifies as an artist or as a painter, it's really come pretty recently for you, right? Yeah, it's actually been just over a year that I started painting again. What was that change that that happened? What Uh, made that come out of you? Well, I went through a major breakup and I, for the first time in my life, was single and I was living alone. And that was like the most empowering thing that I've ever experienced in my life because it gave me the time and space to dig into myself again and rediscover what I love most, which is mixed media art and writing. And when I was living alone, it gave me the opportunity to explore all of that on my own time. Yeah. So that's really when it came about was I was living alone and I was also just in this really creative space and that's I just went for it. I love that. I love that you had that chance. I feel like a lot of people don't give themselves that chance 
yeah, it can be pretty scary in the beginning yeah. because you're really not sure like, okay, what am I about? You know, you'll really get to know yourself when you're producing art that you love because you'll get to see like, oh, this is me. Are is your family really supportive of <clears throat> you being an artist? Absolutely. They always have. And, you know, it's been a really long journey. It's not something that's happened really overnight. I've explored different things, different career paths in my 20s. Um, at one point, I wanted to do acting and I was just kind of, I had all of these ideas and I would, you know, start pursuing one and then change my mind. But uh -huh. when I came back to my mixed media art, I was like, this is really it for me. So let's, I want to talk about this some more because I feel like a lot of people that are creative entrepreneurs have this thing where they explore different mediums or they explore different ways to get their emotions and art out. And when it doesn't work out or when they switch mediums, for me at least, because I've done this too you feel like a failure and you feel like now I'm giving up and trying something else. You've done that a few times. I have. How, what is that like? It can be really draining. You know, there's such a pressure in your twenties to define yourself and choose a career path. And I always felt like, okay, am I, am I behind? You know, why haven't I fallen into the career path that I've stuck with? And is that okay? You know, if you really look around, there is not just like one path to take in life. And yes. in your oh, 20s, yes. you're going to bounce around and it's okay to like change your mind, you know? And think about, okay, how we are on this planet for like a long time, getting longer and longer. Like uh -huh. uh, pretty yeah. much. I We're mean, any of us could get hit by like a car any day. Years. But <laughs> We're all going to just be robots. In 40, like I give it 10. Um, <laughs> oh, sure, actually. If I stuck to one specific thing for my entire life, I I'd would be so die. bored. That's why I'm a mixed media artist. I'm telling you, I cannot choose. And you, and don't, you have don't have to. to. That's the that feeling it. that you have to is bullshit. And it's the world lying to you. Yeah, <laughs> you don't. Yes, I will say that when you do focus a lot of times, it helps that one thing go further than if you're doing 50 things at once. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't explore those 50 things. Mm hmm. And, Absolutely. And find the combination of those 50 things that works for you. And I think that's kind of where the magic happens. Exactly. How exactly will you know yourself until you've been able to explore different avenues? That's why people later on in life have sometimes these crises because they've done one thing their whole life that they thought they were supposed to. And then mm -hmm. they'll figure out at some point, like, oh, my God, there's more. There's more to me. You know, mm -hmm. humans are so multi-layered. Yes, we're so complicated. And mm -hmm. at the same time, we have this compulsion to simplify things and put them in boxes. Exactly. And so as an artist who's trying to just express yourself in some sort of way, mm -hmm. to try and put yourself in a box of the artists that came before you and what they did will hold you back forever. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And this is something that I learned, I think, from when I was reading Liz Gilbert's Big Magic, mm -hmm. which... I'm just going to add oh, yes. to my list of favorite things that I, I love need because, to pick that book up. OMG, that mm -hmm. book changed my existence. Ugh, One yeah. of the things that I learned that I took away from that book that I think is really powerful is that your artwork doesn't owe you anything. People feel this, their art should supply their income and their life. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily the case. The art is for you to explore. Mm -hmm. And if you can eventually, you know, make some coin off it, great. But it's there. For you to get something out of. Uh -huh. And if you're not getting something out of it besides money. Oh, exactly. That's when the art suffers. Right. Yeah. What did it feel like when you sold your first piece? I cried. Somebody had reached out to me and 
they were like, oh my God, I really connect with this piece. And it reminds me of how I feel about myself. And I want to hang it on my wall. And I was wow. like, stop. Wow. Fuck. That's such a beautiful thing that people who identify as artists and creatives get to share with people that don't mm -hmm. identify that way to be able to share your art with them and have somebody appreciate your work enough to want to pay for it is a beautiful transaction where somebody can say like this piece speaks to me in such a way that I want to see it all the time you know mm -hmm. like I want to give you money so it's in my house I don't mm -hmm. want to like put it up in my wall right. in my cubicle in my locker in my whatever mm -hmm. that to me is a cool interaction that we get to have as artists right. to supply art to people that most people don't have that experience mm -hmm seeing somebody have some sort of emotion over something you've made. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like the greatest feeling in the world when you have an impact on somebody through your work. I mean, there's really no greater feeling, at least for, for me. You know, on my trip when I was in a country where I didn't really speak the language, something that I really appreciated was the language of art. Because no matter yeah. where you are and what you speak... It's universal. Something speaks to like you. Like music. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to know mm -hmm. the words, just like with Rosalia or anybody. And a smile. I noticed that too. That was the other mm. thing. The three, the three yes. things, the art, music, and a smile. Because yeah. if you start walking into sure. a place with a smile, mm -hmm. your interaction is going to be better. I guarantee. Mm -hmm. I learned that. Well, I just posted something about good things happen when you smile and when you're naked. Ooh, and both. And both. I love being both. So now we're back to present day and not only are you doing it, but you're fucking doing it. You're <laughs> cranking out content. You're posting so much. You could tell that you've had so much to say that you've been holding in for so long because you are sharing it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a lot of bottled up information and experience that I've wanted to share and ideas and just my my opinions on things. And I haven't really expressed the way I'm expressing now ever uh, especially publicly so it's been such an amazing time for me to experience this and yes it has stressed me out at times because when you're starting a new business and everything you're doing is coming from you and it's not paying all your bills in the beginning so you have your job or and sometimes then you any home. of them <laughs> yeah so, you know, I do my I do my driving in the morning, six to seven hours, and then I come home and then I usually like start writing or I'll start on a piece and it's like a double life. It yeah. really feels that way. But it's the best it's the best feeling. And Lyft seems to allow you to at least make your own schedules so you can like if you have a day that you're feeling really focused on your artwork and you wanna keep pumping stuff out, you can. Lyft for me has honestly been a surprising way for me to actually access a wide range of people to draw inspiration from. And unexpectedly, I've had pieces that have literally been made and I've had articles written because of conversations that I've had with my passengers. Did Every, you expect that? No. I knew that I would be driving around a bunch of strangers all day, but it turned out to be this amazing experience just meeting all of these people, but not only having like pleasant conversations of, hi, how are you? And that's it. Some of these rides are like 40 minutes long, you know, mm -hmm. so you have some time to kind of get into it. There's so many people out there super interested in diving in topics you did not expect topics like sex you know like depending on like who the passenger was i'd be like do i want to bring up that i do erotic art right. I, you know and i've challenged myself to bring it up almost every single time that takes guts 
this is the time to be like, Good for I'm you. an erotic artist. I literally draw people making love, having sex, intimacy, relationships, single life, whatever. And sometimes they would be like, oh, wow, that's actually really kind of cool. Tell me more. Been Has such anybody a, have a, had a bad reaction? No. I don't know. The worst reaction would be just people who aren't necessarily interested. They'd be like, oh, that's cool, but wouldn't keep going. But most of the time they'll be like, oh, I actually like erotic art. I just, it's not something that, you know, I see a lot of, or I don't follow a lot of erotic artists. So it'd be kind of cool. And they would check out my blog while mm-hmm. I'm driving. Have you had any challenges so far? One aspect to the blog is the social media. It's just, a, it's a process I'm learning yeah. and I'm learning exactly how I want to present my work, which I haven't completely fully figured that out yet. Yeah. And I know that. Like the way I'm presenting everything, a, I'm it's like... It's going to evolve, you know, it's, a, it's, it's yeah. always going to change. Listen, the internet today is not what it's going to be in a year or two. So the way people receive content might be different. Who knows? Absolutely. So I think you're doing fantastic. I just want I'm challenging you to be easy on yourself. I know from when I was doing the YouTube stuff and I was Mm -hmm. trying to put a video or two out a week, it killed the content very quickly because you as a one person show, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of work. People don't realize Mm -hmm. people are used to getting their content on TV that teams and teams and teams of people have made. And, uh, you know, they don't realize just how much go even just into one article or just one piece I mm -hmm. produce or one podcast. (laughs) What has your what has the reception been since you've been putting it out? My content doesn't get super high engagement on social media. You know, as sometimes I can get discouraged because of low engagement, but I just know that I just started. Yeah. Let's talk about this this nasty feeling for a minute cuz I feel like this is something a lot of people deal with. The nasty feeling of uh low engagement on something that you really care about or you put a lot of work into. Yeah. I know you are a person that feels that. We've talked about this before. I feel it too, for sure. I posted something just on Friday that I really liked it. It was like emotionally important for me and it just didn't get any engagement. And it's not like I'm thinking, oh, this sucks because nobody likes it. Of course, those thoughts like will cross my mind because Mm -hmm. those demons live in my brain somewhere. But it's disappointing when you feel like your your people don't get to see something that's good from you. That's happened to me quite a yeah. lot when I've I've put out articles that I've put so much time and effort into and the art piece and it won't, you know, pop off and I'm like, ah, well, you here's know, the thing, though, like, too, I, want, I want people to see this you and have, read it. That content is yours now. You have it. It exists. Yeah. So you can share that again and again right, and again right. over time as you get more eyes on what you're doing. At the end of the day, I actually never question whether my content is good because I know it's great. It's unique. It's original. Something that I do feel people can relate to and will relate to. So there's just there's a, so many factors that you can't control. Yeah. Like how many other people are posting at the same time you are? Mm-hmm. How many people are looking at the app at the time you posted? How many people are in a good mood that day? And exactly. Maybe just had ice cream and are feeling like they want to comment on something. Right. True. It's not as black and white as I think our brains try and make it. Yeah. There's more than enough room for your work to exist and to be consumed and yeah. loved. And loved. Because we love you. Because we love you. And, and that's Kelly, what this podcast is about. What could we challenge folks 
to do in terms of their social media this week? I feel like a lot of people produce work based on what they feel people will like. And people will love you and respect you more if you put out content that really is authentic and true to you rather than stuff that you feel will Mm -hmm. pop on the algorithm. Yeah. Being true to you is a challenge that everyone should take up this week. And I'm going to challenge everyone to be kind to themselves and whatever expectations they set for themselves on their social media and on their posts. That was very passive towards me. <laughs> no, was but it? I appreciate it. <laughs> no, because we were just ta- <laughs> we were just talking about you were like you put too much pressure on the standard that you have for yourself to like yeah. push out all of this content every single week well it wasn't just about you i'm challenging everybody and yeah like sure maybe that's the thing i just the thing i deal with it's a thing we talked about the other day i got so mad at you because you couldn't record with me and we were gonna have the podcast a couple days late and then i had to check myself and be like both of us chill the fuck out dude both of us were in a hole this week and when you texted me i like wanted to cry i was like driving somebody and i was like steve mad at me (laughs) i just mean i'm not immune to that feeling either yeah that pressure I I try my best, but I'm just saying all of us, let's challenge everybody to chill the fuck out. Except like our stuff. Like our stuff. You know, like chill out. Yeah, engage with our content and whatever. You know what I did this week that I love? I set one of those Instagram timers you could do for yourself now that tells you when you've spent a certain amount of time on the app. Did you know you can do that? Oh, God. Yeah, you should uh, do that. Yeah. Because I set mine for 50 minutes. I hit that shit real early some days. Yeah. Oh, wow. You could set it at whatever time you feel like is too much. Okay. But uh, I did 50 minutes so I could catch myself before the hour mark. And girl, (laughs) sometimes it's like 4 a.m. and I'm having insomnia and I'm like, oop, already hit my mark. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything you're loving this week, Cal? Well, this week... <laughs> this week was a hard one. It's a hard what week What helped you get through me. it? Well, honestly, music can pull me out of anything. Anything new and good? Well, I listened to a bunch of sad music this week for obvious reasons. I was having one of those weeks. Let's see. Ooh. Okay, I'm super into this band, The Sound of Arrows. I don't know if you've heard of them. I don't know, no. They're just, their music is really beautiful, and it's like uplifting. The Sound of Arrows? Yeah, Sound of Arrows. Cool. Even that is just poetic. Ugh. Their music literally makes me feel like life is going to be okay. And when I come across a piece of art that can actually make me feel that way, like genuinely down to my core, that is an artist That's worth bookmark. sharing. <laughs> Absolutely. Sound of Arrows, yeah. their album Stay Free, um, which is, I think, their latest album. Cool. Anything else? What'd you eat this week? I've always been passionate about Trader Joe's. For every reason. But have you had their scallion pancakes? I had this thought while I was like eating it. I was like, if I were at a restaurant and somebody served this to me, it would be so believable that this would be like a fresh made scallion pancake. Freshly made. Let's just buy their scallion pancakes and we'll sell them on the street for twice as much. We could. Absolutely. That's our new business. They're that good. I'm going to throw one more um, food recommendation and that's Bitch Puddin's new chocolate (gasps) bar. Did you see it? I have it in the fridge. You're going to try it. It has marshmallow and Teddy Grahams in it. It's it's real good. I'm grateful that I get to try this. And And you can order them online. Steve designs the packaging. I illustrated the packaging. So cool. And they're delicious. Absolutely. And with that note, we love you. Stevie loves you. And Kelly. Kelly loves you too. It's just not our show. Kelly Boss. 
Kelly Voss loves you um, as well. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Voss loves you too, baby. <laughs> uh, as always, thank you very much. Leave a comment or send us a message if you got something to say. And we'll see you next time. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.